Welcome to our podcast, Faith and Family with God Family Works. We are your hosts. I am Tiffany and this is my husband, Calvin Appleton. And we are still discussing the 10 rules to sustaining a happy marriage during a crisis. Now, last time we spoke about the rule number one, which is staying connected. You've got to stay connected in your marriage during this time. But today we're going to discuss about rule number two, which is communication. Now, Babe, when you think about communication or the word of communication, what do you think? Um, when I when I think about communication, I, I think about um, you know two individuals being able to converse fluently, uh, to be able to be on one accord, um, to be able to express themselves. Okay, all right, that's good. So the word or the definition of communication is the imparting or exchanging of information between two individuals. Now, in order to impart something or exchange something, it has to be clear when you both are doing something, right? Mm -hmm. in, order for the, in order for the other person to get what it is that you're saying. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about um, the different type of styles of communication because believe it or not, we have certain levels or certain ways of communicating um, and that we really are not familiar with, or I should say people are really not um, um, familiar with so number one we have passive passive mm -hmm. communication all right that's when an individual they want to say something but they really not gonna say it they very passive they just allow things to just go and go with the flow mm -hmm. all right then you have aggressive communication and with aggressive communication that's kind of like considered like the the worst one yet because aggressive communication deals with anger it deals with um you trying to get your point across in a very disrespectful way okay and then you have passive aggressive and you also have assertive communication. And assertive communication is when you have individuals that know how to communicate. They know how to communicate their feelings. So, babe, give me um, your viewpoint on communication. Well, I think it's you know imperative that any two individuals, and specifically marriages, spouses, uh, when you're communicating with each other, I think it's very imperative that you listen with intention. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important that the spouses are able to listen to hear clearly what each other are saying. You know, I know for us, um, I struggle with listening with intention um, because I'm, I'm a problem solver. Uh, and part of my mind <laughs> thinks uh, immediately when an individual starts talking to me, I immediately go into problem solving mode uh, because I'm wired that way. Uh, and so sometimes that, um, you know, it doesn't give the other individual or the or my spouse, you per se, uh, the benefit or the chance to clearly express yourself with me listening because I'm always thinking as you're talking. And so when it's important, when you are listening to your spouse, that you are able to uh, listen with intention, you're able to clear out all the white noise, clear out all the back um, background uh, images that are in your mind and to be able to fully give your attention to your spouse uh, because that's critical uh, specifically when you want to have effective communication, right? When you're effectively communicating, you're expressing yourself to one another. Uh, and the idea behind the commu communication to your spouse is so that you can purvey or get something to them that you need them to get. 
Okay, so let's talk about um, the different kinds of love languages that people um, have or mm. certain things that they treasure. Mm. And they may communicate one kind of way through love where their spouse will communicate a total different way through love. Yeah. Um, one of them is words of affirmation. You have some spouses, they love words. They need words of affirmation. Um, good job, babe. Um I love what you have on. Um, those are different type of words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, what about acts of service? I know, babe, that for you, um, your love language is servitude. You yeah. know, you love when your wife serves you. Um, and then um, the third one is receiving gifts. You have a lot of spouses that the way how you love them is by receiving gifts. Now, some people may look at that as a little bit shallow because it's like, wait a minute, you know, if you give me money, that's how you love. Um, but um, some people, that's how they receive um, love from their spouse. And then there's quality time. Quality time is my big one. Like I'm loving this time, um, spending time um, with my husband. And um, that's one way that I feel like um, a person loves me when you spend quality time with me. And then also the last one is physical touch. There are some spouses that really believe in the touching, the kissing, the holding hands, and um, and that's how they love each other. Yeah, because you know a, a way of communicating is speaking to your spouse through their love language. Mm -hmm. um, that's a way that you communicate with them, uh, which ultimately leads to a level of intimacy. Mm -hmm. uh, so communication can breed intimacy as well when you're doing it effectively. Mm -hmm. um, but you know another key point I want to bring up is that. You know, when you're communicating and you want to communicate effectively, you must verbalize your needs. Mm -hmm. Never assume that your spouse knows exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. If you do not verbalize it to them, then you're falling short in the communication. You're not giving them uh, the chance to be able to communicate effectively. Uh, you're not giving the other spouse the chance to be able to uh, give you what you need, give you what you want. Uh, you know, never assume your partner can read your mind. It's unfair to the other spouse uh, that you have this expectation of them, but you never really verbalize it to them. You never told them anything. You just, you automatically assume that they knew exactly what you need based upon a premature conversation that you've probably had in the past. And so I really want to hit that home is that you need to verbalize your needs to the spouse. Um, you know, in hindsight of that, remember... Uh, when you're trying to have a conversation, uh, you have to realize the importance of it to you and the importance of it to your spouse. You got to realize how important the conversation or the topic of the conversation is to each other in order for you to effectively be able to communicate it in a way that you want to see desired results. Anytime you're communicating, your ultimate goal is to see the desired results of both spouses. Now there are opportunities where you're going to agree to disagree. I mean, let's face it, we're humans. Um, you know, we, we came from two bit different backgrounds. We have two different experiences and we're bringing it all together, trying to make it as one. So when you're able to, uh, being able to uh, verbalize your needs necessarily doesn't mean that you're coming from a different perspective. Doesn't mm. mean that you're being uh, unique or you're being um, someone who just has these rational or 
out-of-the-world expectations. No, you're just effectively communicating your experiences, your thoughts, your opinions to the other spouse. So that way that it gives them an opportunity to be able to give you exactly what you need. And what you're speaking on, that really lines up to Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse number 15, that's, that tells us to speak the truth in love. Yeah. Speaking our truth in love. How do you speak to somebody in love? Well, f well for starters, you respect them. Yeah. What you're saying or how you're saying it, that is how you respect your spouse. Yeah. Uh, and being respective uh, breeds, you know, ultimate trust. Uh, yeah. It breeds trust into the relationship uh, because when you're respective of the conversations that are being had or you show the spouse that you're being respective to the conversation that they're trying to have with you, it breeds that level of trust that they can trust you with the information. They feel comfortable with uh, opening up to you and telling you uh, their thoughts, their desires, and their needs, which leads into my last point that I wanted to bring up is that when you're trying to have an effective communication uh, style or lifestyle within your marriage, don't be dismissive. Mm. That's dangerous. Never be dismissive when you're communicating with your spouse. Because as I stated earlier, you guys are two different individuals with two separate uh, points of views and experiences, and you're coming together to be one. So instead of being dismissive to each other's thoughts and ideas and opinions, you need to welcome each other's perspective. Yeah. You have to be open-minded because when you're open-minded and welcome them, you, you can have a level of opportunities that come from that that you've never even thought of. You've never even imagined the opportunities and the possibilities that can come from your marriage when the two are open-minded and being able to effectively communicate to one another. Mm -hmm. And that's really good because it's good to put off any wrong speech yeah. um, between each other. Um, the book of Colossians chapter three also tells us to get rid of filthy language, get rid of those type of um, uh, uh, speaking tactics off of our lips. Yeah. And compromising as well. Mm. You know, being able to compromise and finding the middle ground. Uh, again, that does not mean that you have to sacrifice your individuality or your opinions. Mm -hmm. Okay? You don't have to agree on everything. You know, I said that earlier. You can agree to disagree in order to have the communication to flow effectively and so you can get past that point. Now, depending on the topic, <laughs> you might need to agree. You know, you might need to stay there and not move past that depending on the severity of the topic. But there are a lot of things that we discuss in our marriages that, quite frankly, we really don't need to agree all the time on. Mm -hmm. As long as we have the humility to get past it and say, you know what? You're right, babe. Let's try this out. Let's see how this goes. Um, and in that, you need to also understand that you can't throw up the I told you souls mm. when it doesn't work out. You can't throw that up in the spouse's face because then that lets the spouse knows, okay, you were setting me up to fail from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you want to hold each other accountable, but hold each other accountable in a way of love. Yeah. Um, remember to speak to each other in a way of love. But remember, you guys are your accountability partners within the home, you know, and the best thing to do is if your spouse is saying something that you don't like, it's the way on how you relay that information to them. Yeah. Just let them know, babe, I didn't appreciate what you just said. 
or I don't like what you just said because of, and then just let them know. That's how you talk to your spouse in love. And hopefully they are not full of pride where they are able to listen with their heart on what it is that you are saying. Yeah. And remember guys, the goal is to have an open communication style within your marriage Mm -hmm. uh, because that provides a safe place for you and your spouse to express yourselves. When you're able to be openly free and communicate freely to each other without any doubt, without any worry, or without any shame, uh, then you're able to express yourself in a better way to each other, which will allow you to to communicate more effectively. So I want to say this as we end. Uh, If you and your partner tend to have a difficult time communicating, Maybe there'd be something else uh, there that, that's hindering that. Um, you know, it's possible that you're actually hearing each other. It's possible that there's something else that's blocking your ability to be compassionate and hear from each other. If that's the case, then pray with each other. You and your spouse connect with one another and pray and ask God to block out all the white noise, uh, block out all of the distractions so that you two can uh, carefully and prayerfully listen to one another and communicate effectively. So. That's all we have for you today. Remember, this was rule number two, communicating through our 10 rules of sustaining a happy marriage through a crisis. So we love you. We thank you. Talk to you soon. Take care.